you're listening to Agile Ideas, the podcast, hosted by Fatima Abuchi. Episode 19, the roller coaster that is running a business. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Agile Ideas, the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Before we start, I'd just like to say for those listening out there, if you're not having a good day, please know that there is help out there. Now, I'm a bit of a serial entrepreneur. Although I've been, been doing it for about seven years now, I have, in fact, set up a couple of businesses. The first business I set up, I set it up and I had a lot of mistakes that I made along the way. But I used those lessons during that journey to transform those lessons into something tangible to solve when moving into my current business. The first business I set up, I was unclear what it is that I wanted to achieve. All I knew is that I didn't want to work for somebody else. And so I set apart, set, set away in trying to identify what was I good at and what can I do by taking that skill and passing that, that skill and that experience to help others. Now, when I set my first business up, I had no idea about business planning. I didn't know how to create budgets for a business. I didn't know what software to use, what systems to use. I didn't know what to do um, in relation to marketing. I didn't even know what my strategy was. Now, going up and spending a long time, of a lot of my career in the delivery world and delivering projects, um, you don't spend as much time in the operational side of businesses. And so I never got to learn that skill early on in my career. I didn't have a real clear understanding of what it meant to be a business. I didn't know what it meant to have GST, not have GST. I didn't understand what it meant to um, trademark, have a business name. I didn't understand what legals you needed. I didn't even understand anything about business other than when you start a business, you are in charge. And that was the foundation for where I went next. Now, in order to, in order to move forward with an idea of having my own business, the first thing I did was looked at how can I get the help that I needed to drive my idea into the right path, onto the right path and to move forward with something that I could see becoming a reality. Fortunately, I was able to come across the small business mentoring service, a not-for-profit mentoring service for small businesses in Victoria. And that's when I came across my mentor. The mentor and my journey started very early on in the business. I knew that after about six months of trying to figure out what I needed to do as a next step, after having the idea of taking the leap into my own business, I knew that I needed some guidance and some help. And what better place to start than getting a mentor? When I started the first business, I didn't know how it would work. I just knew that I would take the work that I'd been doing in my corporate career in the project management space and provide that expertise to other small businesses. Now, I heard a lot of startup myths along the journey. 
I had a lot of fear and insecurities. And I also had a lot of rejections. In the early days of my business, I knew that it was important for me to maintain my income before I decided to move down a path into the business full time. I chose to continue to work and work on my business in the weekends, weekends and weeknights. Now, early on, I did try many different paths to take that business and work towards making it something bigger by applying for a lot of different government grants and other funding grants. And I continued to get rejection after rejection after rejection. And then I needed to figure out what was the root cause of the problems that caused me to have these rejections, in particular with government grants that weren't very much to begin with. So I did a root cause analysis and I found that the problem was, as I mentioned earlier, I didn't actually have a clear vision, roadmap or strategy for the business. I just knew that I had passion for what it is that I was doing. Without passion in business, you have nothing. The number one rule for me is if you're not passionate about what you're doing, then you need to move on. Because a business without passion is empty. If you're not passionate about what you're doing, you're better off just going and getting a job. And early on in my career, I wasn't passionate enough about what I was doing. And that was part of the problem as well. So I spent a lot of time working with the mentor and helping me, who helped me to help myself to develop different ways of thinking about what it is that I was trying to do. What was the problem that I was actually trying to solve? I spent a considerable amount of time researching. I spent a considerable amount of time setting up my first website. And I realized that in addition to that, I also spent a considerable amount of time networking. Networking was really important. It's important at any stage of business, in particular when setting up. And so I went off on my merry way and I started to think about how I could network to get more business, having a website and a social media presence, and then went about to try to market it. Now, early on in my career, during so early on in this in the early stages of this business whilst also working within the career i looked at some paths to make some make some things happen in my business such as marketing and business development that were low cost because early on in business you don't really have much money to invest in those sorts of things and whilst i was working full time i only had certain capacity on weekends and weeknights So I did a lot of things. One of those is investing in some support that wasn't well thought through to begin with. And as a result of that, it actually was more detrimental to my business and my brand at the time. Something else I did was spend a lot of time and some money to invest in branding and actually using that brand and getting that trademarked. I felt that this business could be something bigger than what it was at the time. And so as a result of that, I decided to take that path. In the first business that I had, I made a lot of mistakes. As I mentioned earlier, I didn't have a clear roadmap. I didn't have a clear path. I didn't have budget. 
I didn't know where the business was going to be in 12 months, let alone five years. And these are some of the reasons why the business itself was not successful. Did we deliver projects? Yes. Did I have clients? Yes. Did I make some money? Yes. Was I able to quit my full-time job and focus purely on the business? No. After running the business for about three to four years and realizing that I was basically chasing my tail and that the target market of customers that I was trying to reach was not going to be able to afford my product, my product and services rather, I realized that something had to change. In order for me to move forward, I knew that I needed to do something different and I needed to move on that fast. So at that point, what I decided to do was to really rethink what it is that I was trying to achieve and went back to my strength. And that is thinking about the priority the priorities for me is about problem solving. And I thought, I'm doing this in the corporate space, in the corporate landscape already, and I'm doing a good job of it. I've been able to stay in this, in this field for a while and felt that with some of the work and the effort put in, I was seeing results. The challenge that I had in some, in some instances was in an organization when you're reporting to others, you often, you're often can only go as far as the people that are supporting you. And I've had a really good career and ha- with having a lot of really supportive managers and they've helped me to grow significantly. But when it got to being a cog in a wheel in a much bigger organization, I found that I wanted to expand on some ideas that I had around being more agile in terms of agility for a function that hadn't changed in many, many years. A function that has been basically the same for over 50 years. And I really believed that there was a way to change that. And so I used my past mistakes and the failures that I had and the lessons I learned to build up a to build up and 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 move move towards a more refined business model, a more refined strategy, a clearer target market that was defined from the outset, a more aligned brand that my customers could listen to. And in fact, I changed almost every single thing that I did seven years ago for this second business that I moved into. The business effectively morphed from a bad business to something that is quite special today. And during that morphing journey, I realized that of everything in the business that had changed, there was only one thing that didn't, and that was a company culture. And although the first business only really had two employees, myself and a graduate, my current business has almost 10 people and growing. And the company culture is one of trust, collaboration and friendship. We are positively disrupting through innovative ideas and also riding a roller coaster of emotions every single day. Now, in this business, I am continuing down the path of looking at ways to find funding to invest in our business. I'm looking at ways to better our marketing and our brand. I'm looking at ways to make sure we have clearly defined 90-day plans and strategic objectives for for each year. I also have a clear path of where I want to be in five years and 10 years from now. Will Will those paths change? 
Very likely. But at least I've defined them enough that I know where I want to go, that it gives me something to, to follow and to reach towards. In this business, working with large corporate businesses and in, in a number of different industries and sectors, there's a real important element of being able to adapt to change because things in large organizations are changing every minute. It's the same in our small business as well. Regardless of the type of business that you are having, you will likely see yourself going through that roller coaster of emotions. And it's important that as you go on your business journey, that you try new things and you test new things and you fail fast. We've tried a number of different services and products in the past that may, maybe didn't meet the customer's needs. And so we've had to change that. I'm proud to say that seven years on, I'm still with the same business mentor who's seen me through that journey from amateur entrepreneur wannabe, entrepreneur to someone who's running a business that's really going to change the game. Albeit slowly, slow and steady wins the race. There's a lot of, a lot of learnings that I've had over the journey and that is to make sure that you work with people that you respect and trust and that you believe have more experience and skills than you do so they can continue to help you to grow. Make sure that you're willing to fail fast. Make sure that your immediate focus is what are, what are your customer's needs? Who is your customer? What are your customer's needs? What are you trying to do to solve that problem? And if you're not solving a problem, what is it that you have created or are creating that you believe is better if not if if not equal to better than your the next best competitor we're a really small business but we have been growing and we've been able to do that by working with some really amazing people it is sometimes a challenge in small businesses when dealing with large corporates and I'm really pleased to say that many of the large corporates we've worked with have given us an opportunity to prove ourselves and we've delivered on time, on budget and to schedule for every engagement to date. We've also built up a team of people who are passionate about changing the industry. We've also been working with universities abroad to actually take our idea to students and to develop that concept further. We're working on some really exciting projects and initiatives and it's something that I will continue to learn through lessons and through failures along that journey. And I hope that in a couple of years time I can do another podcast that talks about how we went from a small infant-sized business to maybe more of a mid-sized business in the coming years. But for now... We're going to continue focusing on strengthening, growing and developing our brand, our product and service offering and what we hope to achieve. Some of the biggest lessons I've had in the most recent years, especially working with large corporates, is you need to make sure that you're clear up front with what the engagement's going to look like. Make sure that you spend time adequately to invest in stakeholder management. Make sure that you can clearly define what it is that you're going to be delivering, the outputs and outcomes, and tracing them back to what, you, what the client requires. Make sure that what you, what you do every single day 
with that client is adding value and eliminate anything that doesn't add value. Share knowledge and insights through writing, speaking, podcasts, and other methods. And be sure to always review what you've been doing and where you're going next to make sure that your strategic goals and objectives are always in line. And make sure that your team actually understands them as well. It's no point in having strategic objectives that only you know, because otherwise people won't be able to help support you grow your growth. Hire really good people. Build a culture of trust. I talk about trust working. We've, got, we've had people working interstate. We work with teams internationally and locally, and we can't always be in the same office at the same time. As a small business, keep your expenses low. The lower your expenses, the better it is to start with. Bootstrap as much as you possibly can. Make sure that you have a consistency in your brand and in what your message is and what you're trying to portray. And another really big one, always make sure that you keep your pipeline, your sales pipeline, the funnel in which your sales and prospects go through full. Because as a small business, it only takes one large client to decide that they cannot progress with your engagement for things to go horribly wrong. Always make sure you have a disaster recovery plan, a backup plan. Don't be the only person who knows what's going on in your business. After a really traumatic period in my career last year, unfortunately, I had a period of time where I became unavailable due to a death in the family. And I was very fortunate to have systems and processes in place that enabled my team to pick up and manage and allow me to be supported during that bereavement time. It's really hard as a small business to hire too many people to help you do everything because you're trying to keep costs low and often trying to prove yourself at the beginning. And so it's really important that whilst you do that, you can think about how you can document those processes so that if you needed to pass on some of those roles or responsibilities, such as payroll, that you can do that quite easily and efficiently with less stress. Now, as a small business owner, I advocate very strongly as an advocate for mental health, I also advocate for mental health in the workplace and try to support my team wherever I can. Likewise, my team supports me. My biggest wish for small businesses is for them to be given greater opportunities, not only working with large corporates who give them an opportunity to, to, take, to, take, to take the opportunity to, to work with small businesses who have a lot to offer, but also governments to provide more opportunities for small businesses to be given the opportunity to pick up work or maybe support larger programs of work because there are a lot of successful, hardworking, dedicated small business owners out there like myself who have been able to prove that they can deliver on time, on budget to schedule projects. And it would be a great opportunity if more organisations out there were willing to give them a shot. I hope that this podcast has helped you to think about starting a business, working within a business, understanding the roller coaster of business, and ultimately inspire some spark in you, either to support small business, to work with one, or maybe be one yourself. If you're a entrepreneur thinking about taking the leap into a small business, Just make sure that you have some backup options in case your business idea doesn't work. 
but also it's a good idea to test the idea before you actually go down the path of investing time and effort or quitting your day job. I hope today you've been able to think, feel or be inspired. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to talking to you again next time.